listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Grow Further Podcast. We've got a very special episode for you today. So I'm just going to go ahead and we're going to get started, Ellie. I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's do it. Let's do it. So today we are talking about something really important and impactful, and it is unspoken messages. It's the messages that you actually send without explicitly sending them. The things you're saying without saying them almost. So let's start out with an example. Chris, if you're talking to someone, you're in person, you're talking to someone, and all of a sudden they pull out their phone mm. or they answer a text message or they're looking at their phone. You mean like they're this? They're saying something to you. Oh, yeah. she's doing it. She's doing it. They're saying something to you without saying it. They're saying my phone is more important than you. And to help us engage in this conversation and to help us explore this idea of unspoken messages, we actually have a special co-host with us who is actually both of our bosses and it is Paul Carroll. So Paul, would you be willing to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you. So I, I do head up colleague and leadership development at our organization and some other things about me is I am a self-titled autism advocate. You know, I have my own podcast dedicated to fathers of autistic children, and I'm also a huge fan of Grow Further. So I was sharing with you before today's podcast, it is part of my Sunday routine. Sunday is a deeply reflective and spiritual day for me, and I always make Grow Further part of my afternoon. So this is a really exciting moment for me. We're so happy to have you. I'm glad that you had the time, Paul, because I know how busy you are. And can we just take a moment to pause and think, like, Paul is our boss, and he takes the time to listen to our podcast. That's pretty rad. Like, think (laughs) about the unspoken message, because that's the topic of today, and we're hoping to provide language around this. Think about the unspoken message that sends to us. We don't ask him to listen. He just does. So I'm going to put you two on the spot. Or maybe, Paul, what is the unspoken message you're sending us by listening? What do you think? Uh, the value, I find value. Uh, it's time well spent for me on a Sunday. Yeah. And you know what the unspoken message I think it is, since I'm on the other end, is that you care. You know, just simply that you care. Yeah. I feel seen. I feel valued. Um, I feel supported. I feel like you, you know, in everything that you do, you support us and and our efforts here. And so we're really grateful for your time. We're really grateful to have you today. I think we should start by almost defining unspoken messages a little bit more explicitly. I gave a little teaser in the beginning. We gave a little example. But when we think about unspoken messages, um, they're really sent through words, actions, behaviors, And many times we have an explicit intention for sharing something that we share or doing something that we do. Unfortunately, our intention doesn't always match our impact. Mm. And I think that that's why this is an important conversation because we've been talking a lot about communication clear communication, understanding others, being able to speak their language, whether it be a language of appreciation or a language of of love, so to speak. So this is a really important topic. And Chris, why else? And Paul as well. Why else is this so important to discuss? Yeah, Paul, I just want to hear, you know, kick it over to you for a second. Why do you think unspoken messages is so important for anybody that's trying to grow a little bit further in their careers, in their lives? 
you know, why is this topic such a hot one, I think, in any moment in our lives? Yeah, I can discern it between personal and professional. And so I think typically we always think about occasions where we're the recipient of unspoken messages. And I think to grow further, we have to think about when have we delivered unspoken messages. And and Chris, I know you'll share an example when I did that professionally. And we do it always. And with all of the people we have or any type of relationship with, right? Whether it be, to your point, Paul, professional, whether it be personal, uh, friends, partners. So that's why this is really so important. And I think that we'd love to start out now by sharing some of those examples because unspoken messages is this thing that abstractly makes sense. Sometimes you say something without intending to say it, or you send a message without intending to send that message. But I think we're going to offer a little bit more clarity and texture around what that means. So, Mm -hmm. um, Paul and Chris, I know that you alluded to this, but you had a professional example that you wanted to share that went on amongst the two of you. So would you be willing to share that? Yep. Yeah. Paul, totally, totally on you. Cause this is kind of your story. I think <laughs> this is where I throw myself under the bus. So it was a great awareness for me around the impact of unspoken messages. So it was probably just under a year ago. I took a week's vacation PTO. I didn't technically go anywhere. It was more of a staycation, but because of what was going on at work, I was sending emails to the team during PTO. I forward off, I, I got I got communications I thought were relevant and I forwarded them off to the team. At my next one-on-one, Christy had an opinion on it. So Christy, do you mind sharing sort of like your reaction to that? For sure. I mean, so for me, first of all, I was like, well, this is my boss. I don't know how to bring this up because I don't want to like make you mad or make you think that I'm not willing to go above and beyond for my job. But honestly, Paul, when you were sending those messages to me while you were on PTO, the me- the unspoken message that that sent to me the potentially harmful one is that, ooh, Paul must expect that I do the same when I'm on PTO, which is paid time off. So when I'm off, when I'm vacationing with my family or just taking some time for me, then I still need to be at my computer and ready to fire off emails in return because that's how you show that you care about your job and that you're dedicated, right? So I was afraid, honestly, Paul, I was like, I don't think that this is the message you're trying to send, but genuinely, I'm kind of newer to your team. I was reporting to you for around a year at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that I don't care. So I find, I just got the brave and just said, Paul, could we explore the potentially harmful unspoken message you're sending when you're sending emails on PTO? But I think first I asked you, do you expect me to also work mm-hmm. when I'm on PTO? Is that how it went? I think that's how it went. That started with a question of curiosity and you were like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. And so after I go to, got over my knee-jerk defensiveness, like, no, that is not my expectation. <laughs> and it was a really good insight and awareness for me because I sent those messages with good intentions. I said, there's a lot going on. I want the team to have all the information they need. Some of these are very relevant and time sensitive. And the learning for me, Christy, is good intentions can still send corrosive unspoken messages. Absolutely. That's so interesting. So I love this and I want to kind of break it down. So Paul, I love the fact that you called out, you had positive intentions. You wanted the team to get the communication ASAP because if it was something they needed to act on or understand or know while you were away, you wanted to enable them and give them the information they needed. And then that was your intention, but the impact was, oh crap, my boss wants me to be on 24 hours a day, 
seven days a week. No boundaries. It's so interesting. Isn't it that interesting? And I think that we do this so much more often than we are aware of. And I love the vulnerability also of you saying that after I got over being defensive, because that's not what my intention was. And nine times out of 10, don't we have really good intentions when we're communicating to someone that we care about or, you know, to our team, to our loved ones, 99% comes from a really good place. And, you know, the great part is that Christy really, she assumed positive intent with it, but that you have the relationship where you're able to, to just talk it out, which is which is pretty cool. Can we pause on that just for a second? How many work relationships or even personal ones, and we're about to get to some personal examples, never have that conversation. They just operate under the assumption that I'm expected to work on PTO now. And then what happens to me? I get burned out. Yeah. I become disengaged. I start looking for another job because the story I'm telling myself is that my boss, there is no downtime Mm. and I'm expected to work all the time. And so Paul, the fact that we were able to talk it out, I can just say it before we move on to our next example, you have not sent another communication on PTO to your team. I mean, over the last year and you've had openness to our team, the one that you lead that, Hey, this is your intention from here on out, you know, to actually honor boundaries and to respect well-being, And that even though you had good intentions, it wasn't having a great impact. So you made a behavior change and it's positively impacted our entire team personally. So we want to encourage you like, Hey, hopefully you've got a boss like we do that's open. Um, but Hey, let's transition into a personal example here. And this is mine. So I'll just go ahead and start with it. And you all know Ruby by now, right? Okay. Of course. Um, she's my wife. If this is the first episode that you're listening to and, I send her a lot of unspoken messages. I think anybody sends quite a bit of unspoken messages to their significant others, to their family. Ellie, you've pointed this out. You know, we're sending them all the time to anyone that's around us. And one of my vulnerable moment, like one of the areas that I need to grow a little bit is I would say, I'd send, what is a PSA? I'd send a PSA out into the house. Is that public service announcement? Public service announcement. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, all right everyone, we are out of ham. We are out of these things like in the fridge, just expecting, you know, well, Ruby's going to hear me. Right. And then we're going to add that to our list and everything's going to be fine. So that's an example where, let me ask the two of you, what message do you think I sent to Ruby by saying, Hey babe, we're out of ham using the we word. Paul, what do you think? You need to buy some ham. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking too. You are sending the message that Ruby is responsible for not only putting it on the list, yes. but for also purchasing and procuring it for, yes. for acquiring said ham. Yes, for acquiring said ham. And she would look at me and just say, I have asked you to stop making a PSA and ask me <laughs> to put it on the list. Because how many of you can relate to that where somebody says the term we, but really meaning you? And it almost like, I don't know what message that sends beyond what you two just said with that example. It's like, it's not really we, it's you. So let's just say it because it doesn't feel good to say it. Well, not only that, but like, think about the future kind of impact. So in that moment, Ruby feels like you're putting this onus on her and over time, there could be some resentment almost of I'm always taking care of this. I always feel responsible for this. Like this is, this is what, you know, I'm expected to do. Um, and that can lead to some frustration, some resentment, a feeling of, of being devalued at times when, when we think about that. Didn't you tell me about an example with Andy? Yes. Yes. So like around that. Yeah. And and, you know, again, I think this goes back to the fact that sometimes we do this without knowing. So, um, 
sometimes when we are uh, about to go on a trip, we just went camping this past weekend, Andy will say, hey, babe, have you seen my insert any article of clothing, any- I'll insert wallet and sunglasses. right? Have you seen my wallet and sunglasses or whatever the case may be? And for me, I mean, we already have two kids in the household as well. So I'm like, okay, am I also responsible for your items and not only my items? It was sending that message that I am responsible for his things. Now, the cool thing though, I will say is, again, I got the opportunity to bring it up to him and to say, I know you're not intending this. I can talk myself out of it. I can logic myself to death to say that you don't mean to put this onus and responsibility on me. However, when you do say that, it does make me feel responsible. And we were able to have just an open and honest conversation about how he really just processes things out loud. And sometimes when he says it out loud, he's able to remember actually Mm -hmm. where it was. And he also gave me kudos because he's like, babe, you're so much better at remembering where random things get put. So I really appreciate you. And I appreciate the fact that most of the time you do know where that is, but please know that I don't expect you to. It's just that I can ask for your help and we can help each other and get it done faster. So it was really nice to be able to have that that open and honest conversation. However, if we didn't, if I didn't speak up, if he didn't make that clear, I would have kept telling myself a story. And the story I would have kept telling myself is that he expects me to be responsible for his things. And that would have been frustrating because I already feel like I'm responsible for a lot of people's things <laughs> in this house. Right. And that's a harmless question, you know, from Andy's perspective, right? Just have you seen it? But we have to be aware that our intentions don't always have the impact. And Ellie, you're flirting a little bit with the skill that we're actually going to share with everybody. So before we transition to that particular skill, I'm just curious, Paul, I saw your head nodding just a second ago with Ellie's example. I'd really love to hear from you, Paul, if we can not only name an unspoken message, but possibly use the skill that we're going to share, which is just share what your intentions are. How do you think that that can help us grow further, either at work or at home? In your opinion, I feel like you're articulating the contradiction in your unspoken message. So if I were to if I were to do that, and, and I still wouldn't do it with my own example where I sent emails on vacation, the skill or the intent would be my intent is not that you respond or to this email during your PTO. Or Ellie would pref or Andy would preface it with like when I ask you this question. You know where everything is in the household. It's not my expectation that you know where my sunglasses, wallet, phone are. Yeah. Okay. So you're actually talking all around it. And I think you defined the skill that we're going to share with you. So everybody, we're transitioning now into not only exploring what unspoken messages are, we gave you examples of how they show up in our life, both at work and at home. The skill that we want to share with you is a skill from Crucial Conversations by James Patterson. It's a, it's a conversation technique called contrasting contrasting. And Paul, you said it so beautifully just there. I'm going to try to articulate it in a slightly different way. If we anticipate what unspoken message we might be sending is, if we can anticipate the story that they might be telling ourselves, if we can say what our intention is and that it's not that, it's not that story, then that is an example of contrasting where we say, this is what I intend and this is what I don't intend. So by having your intention with what you don't intend, by going to one and then the other, that's where the definition of contrasting, which contrasting, if I were just to ask the two of you the definition of that just high level, 
wouldn't you say it's something like having two opposing it's stating it's overtly stating both sides of the story so to speak it's this is what i'm saying this is my intention and this is what i hope you don't take away as my intention. And I think that it's really important to be explicit. I mean, even going back to that example with with Andy, Andy was able to say, hey, when I say this, my intention is joining forces, collaborating, trying to get the job done a little bit easier because I know that this is a special skill. This is part of your special set of skills that you have. My intention is not to make you feel responsible for all of my things. Right. So he did it without knowing that there's like a word attached to it, or maybe he does because he, he is pretty insightful. I'll give him that. But, you know, contrasting really can help because you're getting the person, you're giving the person all the information that they need so they don't tell themselves a story about what you're, what, exactly. you, what you're trying to say inside their head. Because again, in the absence of knowledge, we fill in the blanks. So I would say though, team, team that's here, team awesome. When we have a, a message that we're hoping to relay, I would say that the first thing that we need to do is think about what we're going to say, like take a tick and think about what you're about to say. Or do. Or do. Because, right, we're talking about unspoken messages. We can send them with our words, but we also send them through our behaviors, through what we do, don't do decisions that we make. We're talking all the time. So just think about it. Like think about what you're doing and two, think about how that message could be misinterpreted. Right, Ellie? Yeah. And then lastly, just share what your intention is and what it is not. And eventually with regular practice of contrasting, you could get to a place where you won't have to really put too much thought into what you're going to say or what how the message could be interpreted. And I think that the goal really is to get to that space where you can just overtly say, hey, this is my intention. This is not. And that's just part of your regular cadence of vernacular when you're talking to someone and when you're trying to communicate to someone. Absolutely. Paul, Thank you so much for being here. Um, really quickly, you mentioned your podcast earlier. Where can our listeners connect with you after this if they want to continue growing even further in their lives? With the Autism Advocate? Yeah. Yeah, it's available on iTunes and Spotify. It's called the Autism Advocate Podcast. So we're just very proud of you and what you're doing. And we just care about you. And I'm so glad that we're on your team. And thank you for being here today and taking the time to talk about unspoken messages. All right, everybody, have a great day and we'll see you next time on the Grow Further Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further Podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode. 